Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mom! You alright, Mom? Yeah, I just was hiccuping as soon as I went to say my name. It was a bit awkward. Cool. But yeah, I'm good other than that. So you're <laughs> going to hiccup the whole way through this section? <laughs> Man, I hope not. That's the worst. <laughs> That'd worst. be the best. Hiccup on air. Can you imagine? I wonder how pros deal with hiccups when they go on air. They have a hiccup button. I don't know how that would work, especially because sometimes you hiccup in the middle of a word. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the hiccups on here on radio before. Oh, really? <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. It was an adventure. Oh, what are you thankful goodness. for this morning, Mon? Uh, I, can I just be thankful for Monday? I love Monday. I really do. Yeah. I love it. There you go. It's Monday. The sun is shining. The air is clean. Well... It is Newcastle. Uh, <laughs> In some places. <laughs> what are you grateful for this morning? Weekends. Oh, yeah? What happened over your weekend? Oh, all kinds of stuff. I um, I took a, a leaf out of your book, Mon, and I made uh, 30 ads on Gumtree for all kinds of stuff. Isn't kind of it junk. so much fun? <laughs> <laughs> Wait till they all start knocking on your door. <laughs> yeah, well, the, um, <clears throat> the messages have been busily coming through. I'm getting rid of all kinds of junk. Yeah, yeah. So what, what kind of junk you can get rid of? I'm so I'm so excited about this. <laughs> I'm so excited for your gum tree page. Wheels and tires and cars and car parts and um, parts and yeah. Have you sold anything yet? I sold a cookie jar yesterday. Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got people lined up to come and buy stuff today. Oh, that's great. For those of you who don't know, I like I'm like borderline obsessed with selling stuff on Gumtree. Mon <laughs> like, buys stuff. I think Mon buys stuff so that she can sell it on Gumtree. She's like, I'll buy this, I'll keep it for six months, and then I can sell it on Gumtree. Like if you come to my house and you sit still for too long, I might just list you on Gumtree and sell you. <laughs> but actually, I think there was some of my son's stuff that ended up getting listed yesterday. Whoopsie. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I actually had a challenge this year that I wasn't allowed to do any food shopping. Uh, out of my salary, I had to do all my food shopping for whatever money I could make with selling stuff on Gumtree. And I've been eating like a king, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the year is only half gone, Mon. Yeah, yeah. I am running short of things to sell. <laughs> it's right. I've got to open a few more boxes and I'll be fine. Anyway, great show coming up for you now. This is a reminder. You are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app. When darkness seems to win Where are you now When the world is crumbling Oh, I, I, I hear you say I hear you say Look up, child
That was Lauren Daigle with Look Up Child. You're listening to Faith FM. We are about to have the first clue for the first day of the first week of August this year. I'm suspicious. Of what? The fact that some of my quiz cards are not in the quiz card cup. They're sitting on the desk next to the cup as if they've been read by someone (laughs) before I came in the studio this morning. Mon, you can be sure that none of them have been read. If you are worried that one of them has been read, just take one straight out of the middle That's of exactly the... That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to shuffle okay. the deck. I'm going to fool you, Lyle Southwell. All right. Okay. Ooh, this is a good one. Hee, 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 yes. This is a What City Am I quiz this morning. And the first clue is this. It was in this city that Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. Hmm. It was in this city that Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. Lyle has it correct. If you have it correct, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Text your guesses to 0491-064-669. And uh, if you get it right, you will, of course, win the Breakfast Bible Quiz Prize. There you go. Okay, so what do we got for positively different news this morning? Lyle, I have the coolest news. So one of the reasons that I love Monday, by the way, is because, as I explained last week, I've started uh, an art course, and uh, it happens on Monday nights. So I'm pretty excited about today. I can't wait till 6 o'clock. Or is it 6.30? I have to check my diary. Um, but I'll be off to my little painting course, little acrylics for beginners and um, adult beginners. <laughs> um, and I'm really excited to see what it is we paint tonight. And I'm looking forward to getting paint everywhere. But I just read this. Uh, this just this has just come out, and I'm so excited about this. Um have you heard about what they're doing in Canada with art museums? Uh, no. This is so cool. So art museums, this is they started this initiative back in November 2018. So it's only been going for like, you know, just over six months really, six, seven, eight, nine months. Um, the Montreal Museum of Fine Arts uh, teamed up with doctors in Canada, Canadian doctors, um, to encourage them to prescribe for their patients – a new kind of supplemental treatment doesn't have any specific side effects. It's a relaxing trip to the art museum. Really? Really, really. So the so team them together, uh, they encourage physicians to basically write out art therapy prescriptions for their patients and they, um, <laughs> they, they actually included some great motivation as well. So ordinarily art... Um, adult admission to the art uh, museum can cost as much as $31, uh, but a doctor's prescription will allow up to two adults and two children to enjoy the museum together for free. And uh, doctors participating in the program are actually given like a pad of uh, 50 free admission slips to dole out at their discretion. And uh, and since the initiative uh, launched last year, the museum has filled over 185 prescriptions just in the greater Montreal area alone. This is wow. so cool. And um, the program, which is like, you know, it's been called the first of its kind as well in, in the world. It's also being used to conduct further studies of the effects of art therapy um, in a variety of physical and mental conditions, including like anxiety, depression, Alzheimer's disease, and cardiac arrhythmia. I don't even know what that is. Um, but, you know, we've been knowing for a while now that art and art therapy, um, you know, has a place in, in, uh, in treatment. Um, we should have gotten Carrie on to talk about it. Carrie study. Do you know Carrie study art therapy at, at, at TAFE right now? Friend of ours, mutual friend of ours. Yeah, yes. Carrie, if you're listening, give us a call and tell us about that. Um, 
but it's really cool. And like the person who is the executive director of this uh, program, she said, you know, I'm convinced that in the 21st century, the culture experience of art will contribute to health and well-being as much as the practice of sports. And her name's Natalie uh, uh, Bondil. And she said, for skeptics, please remember that 100 years ago, it was said that sports distorted the body and threatened the fertility of women. <laughs> and, today, <laughs> and today, doctors are prescribing yes, exercise. exercise. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is really exciting. 100 years ago, they also used to prescribe smoking, smoking for, for as- lungs. asthmatics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, all that kind of crazy stuff. You know, we've moved forward, we've learned a lot, and we're learning more about the power of art. Um, I love art museums. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, I they're go beautiful. to art museums whenever I get a chance. Do you really? Yeah. Really, really? Uh-huh. What are you looking at me skeptically for? I feel like you're about to say something stupid like to take a nap. <laughs> 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 no, it just um, it just depends what kind of art museum you appreciate. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I yeah. I appreciate art museums that are full of cars. Oh, my word. Like uh, what is it? Lost in the Lost in the fifties, I think it is. That um, just up here in Cameron Park. I knew greatest there was... greatest art museum that there is I in knew... New South Wales, right there. There's another one. Uh, I knew there was one, another one in Curry, which is the uh, Richmond Vale Vale Railway Museum. The best one I've ever. Now been you to. cannot tell me. You cannot tell me that a whole row of 50s and 60s model cars is actually is, depressing. Is yes, not I can. Art. It's that, a, is, that is art. It's depressing. You know its, why? At its greatest You know expression. why it's depressing? And steam trains, I mean, that. that steam is trains just, are cool. But do that you know, is art on wheels. Do you know that why is, it's depressing, Well, Because they don't make them like that anymore. Okay, every every person yeah, okay. who goes in a right. car museum comes out thinking, where did we go so wrong? Like, everyone just goes outside, looks on the street and sees a Corolla go by and go, why did we do that? <laughs> so true. <laughs> you have to admit that, right? <laughs> on the profundity of the day. <laughs> so, yeah, car, car museums are cool yeah. until you step outside back into reality. Um, but aren't, aren't, Is there anything more boring <laughs> Ever been created than a Camry? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like the most boring car. On it's the, the invisible car. You park it in the car park. You never find it again because it just blends in with all the grey. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep, you got it. Um, well, this is cool, and I look forward to contributing to uh, art creation. And ho- I don't know. I hope it actually made me feel really cool about what I'm doing uh, on Monday nights. I really hope that maybe one day I can paint a painting that will alleviate someone's um, anxiety, and depression, or even their Alzheimer's. Can you imagine? That would just be so. Ugh, I'm stoked about it. See, I think I could paint a car that would have the same, have much more of the same effect. I want to see you do that, Lyle. I want to see. You. Wait, wait. You mean, when you say paint a car, you mean paint a picture of a car onto the canvas, or no. you mean like actually like paint a car, spray paint a car body? Yeah, that's yeah. painting right there. You yeah. should go to that kind of um, painting class. That kind of thing. <laughs> Isn't that just a trade? <laughs> you can do it at TAFE. Anyway, you Lyle. You come out with a certificate at the end. You I can make a, money from this one, Mon. I have a confession. You might not make money from your acrylics. Oh, yeah, well, of course not. I have a confession, Lyle. Mm. I accidentally bought another plant that I undoubtedly accidentally will bought. kill. I was just looking how at it. You accidentally well, I was looking buy. at it online and I didn't realize by, by commenting about how much I liked the plant that I was actually entering into an auction, which I then won. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to buy this plant and the plant arrived last week and it's giving me massive anxiety because it's so delicate and the stupid thing was so expensive and I know it's just going to die. It's living in my shower right now because it's the most warmest, humid, humid place in my house. Does it have enough light in there? I don't know. I, like, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm not a plant person. Like, 
I'm spraying every time I I've made a rule in our house that anytime any of my housemates use the, the loo, they have to like get the little the little mister and spray the plant um, just to keep it damp. But I'm like, it's not particularly keeping it warm. Anyway, I I really need one of these. They've just developed a prototype. It's so cool. It's a pop. It's a pot like a planter, and it has a screen on it that displays your 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 plant's needs and feelings on the screen. Oh, and feelings. But yes. It's like I'm feeling angry today. Well, <laughs> I am feeling happy today. So it's there's a planter is embedded with various sensors that can measure like soil moisture and temperature and sun exposure. And so if the plant is too hot, it has a little face on the screen that starts to sweat. And if it's thirsty, it'll start to pant. And if it isn't being exposed to enough sunlight, it turns into a vampire. <laughs> do you do you program into the into this machine what kind of plant it is? Because some kind of some plants like to be in the sun. Some like to be in the shade. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you I think you can definitely do that. Otherwise, there's no point. It's like this is for one plant, one plant only. But it has 15 universal moods, um, and uh, and uh, and yeah, and it's connected to an app. So if you're like out and about and it, your plant starts to sweat, it actually sends a notification to your app. How does it know your plant is sweating? Because it has the planter has sent no not sweat like the, if it's if like I said before if the if the face starts sweating it means the plant is too hot that's the symbol it lets you know by. Okay, now is this measuring soil or is it measuring the plant? All of the above, like it's it's in the soil. It's measuring uh, so soil s- moisture, moisture, temperature, and sun exposure. Hmm. So it's measuring the environment around the plant. Well, the the sensors are inside the pot plant, so I guess they're measuring the soil. I don't know. Maybe there's like it's measuring everything. Maybe there's like you know uh, sensors on the outside as well to measure the air around it. An electrode where you just stab your plant with it. And I don't know, but I think it's called the Lua Planter. It's no, like, I want to give it a go. I want to yeah, give it a go. It's, it's spelled L U A, and it's actually really cute. But it's designed by a Belgium designer, uh, Vivian Mueller of Mew Design. So go online. It's got an Indigo uh, Go Go campaign to raise funds. For it. I think I might donate because I'm pretty sure I could really use this to save me from killing my very expensive accidental purchase plant. Asking for peace in the rest of the country. Heard of not being before you, Father. Appealing, asking for peace in the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Our Father, our Father, we are asking for peace in the world. Mm-hmm. Our Father, our Father, we are asking for peace in the world. Mm-hmm. Our Father, our Father, we are asking for peace in the world. Mm-hmm. Our Father, our Father, we are asking for peace in the world. Reveal yourself, reveal yourself. Reveal yourself, reveal yourself. Reveal yourself, reveal from heaven. Because we are talented to you, to you, to Almighty. We are talented to you, forever Almighty. The sun rise and set. Set and set. Rise and set. Forever Almighty. Your promise, our Father, set fear down, Lord, 
for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee. With my right hand of my righteousness. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself, reveal yourself, reveal yourself, reveal Welcome back, everybody. That was Lady Smith Black Mambazo with King of Kings here on Faith FM. We have another clue coming up for our quiz. It is What City Am I? The clue is Jesus said that it would be more bearable for Sodom on the Day of Judgment than it would be for this city. What city am I? If you know the answer, 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. And there will be a prize coming your way. Mon, what on earth is that? That is a black apple. Isn't it cool? A black apple. A black a, apple. But Isn't that just the coolest You bring thing? the weirdest, weirdest food yeah, well, into the office. I've you gone, had a black orange last week and now you've got a black apple. Yeah, you know, I've gone vegan and sugar-free, so you know, I, need, I need something to Okay, okay, there. pass me a tissue. I want to just um, I want to see what this thing looks like. Okay, I've got to dry it off. I'm dry, dry, dry the water off. Oh, bless your heart, drying my fruit. It's kind of soft. <laughs> it doesn't feel crisp. Yeah, it, it, I know. I, I, I was thinking about that this morning like when I was that? washing it. I guess so. Like, you know, some apples feel nice and firm and crisp, but this one has like a softness to it to touch. It's a bit odd. Let's see what it polishes up like. Black Did apples you just polish rub really well. my apple on your dirty jeans? Uh-huh. I'm going to go wash it again. That's right. I just want to see what it polishes like. <laughs> apples polish really well. They do, don't they? Yeah. 
I don't know why they bother waxing them. They need a bit of denim. Uh-huh, that's right. <laughs> anyway. A anyway. denim conveyor. What are we talking about? Is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. It's my turn. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. All right. I'll, I'll probably say uh, starting to get there. A bit of shine on it. bit of a shine. All right. Um, okay, so this is a story that is um, just coming out this morning and all over the headlines, two mass shootings in the United States. So sad. Um, and our heart really goes out to um, to America. This is seems to be a part of American culture these days, and just a, a, one of those a, a daily part of life. Um, and it's just it's just such a terrible, terrible tragedy. But um, there was, uh, of course, one in El Paso and another in Dayton, Ohio. They're saying that the El Paso one was uh, terrorist related against um, um, uh, Hispanic people. And the one in Dayton, Ohio, might may be family related because one of the victims is uh, the sister of the perpetrator. Aww. Now, the one in the one in uh, Ohio, in in Dayton, there is a story here that I feel needs to be told. Um, the perpetrator of this attacked a crowd with an AK seventy four, which is semi automatic assault rifle, uh, with multiple. Um, magazines, um, so a lot of ammunition, and had potentially enough uh, ammunition there to kill a couple of hundred people. And his attack, uh, he killed nine people, which is a terrible, terrible tragedy, Um, and his attack was stopped in less than a minute by law enforcement. Less than a minute? In less than a minute. That is very swift. Okay, so the first thing is that, you know, someone was there in the right place at the right time, Mm -hmm. clearly. But the second thing is you've got some guys here, some as yet unnamed police officers who have gone up against a man with an assault rifle with pistols. Yeah. Now, unless you've done a bit of shooting, you have no idea... The courage, and this guy was not only uh, was was he um, did he have an assault rifle, but he was wearing full body armor. Um, the courage that you would have to have to go up against someone with an assault rifle uh, with just pistols, you know, w- w- it's like coming up against a swordsman with a stick. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You you see pistols being used on on TV all the time, and pistols can do amazing things on on the movies and on TV shows, and it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, if somebody's attacking you with a pistol, if you can get uh, 15 metres away, that's 15 running paces away from them, they're not going to be able to hit you. Okay. And that's not very far. Mm-hmm. You can cover that ground in a very, very short space of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and so this is, this is the kind of weapons that you know, the police carry because most of the time they, um, they use their, their service weapons in less than seven metres. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. There's a story here. There are some heroes here. I want to see how this unfolds. I want to hear about these guys. I want to, I want to see them get some medals. Um, they, have, uh, they have stepped into an incredibly dangerous situation. They have brought it to an end. Uh, tragically, um, you know, there were a number of deaths, but it could have been so much worse if they hadn't put their lives seriously on the line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just yeah, I want to see how that one unfolds. Um, other serious story, of course, that uh, is making headlines across New South Wales at the moment is the abortion bill that is um, due to, to be passed through Parliament next week. Um, it looks like it will pass Parliament, and it, the idea behind it is um, to decriminalise abortion in New South Wales. And so... 
you know, there's obviously amongst the the, the pro-choices, there's this, oh, the shock horror, um, abortion is a criminal act in New South Wales. Well, no, not really. It actually isn't because uh, under common law, it is uh, performed quite regularly. In fact, um, one quarter of all babies conceived in New South Wales are killed. Are you serious? A quarter of them? And it, that, that number is growing and pushing up towards a third. So, you know, this is, you know, they're, oh, you know, this is so terrible. It's a criminal, you know, it's uncovered by the criminal code in New South Wales. It's not covered by the criminal code. And it is something that is practiced on a regular basis. And that's very disingenuous of them to use that as a uh, leverage argument mm. in their argument against it. Uh, but the new legislation will allow abortions after 22 weeks um, all the way through to full term, provided that two doctors sign off it, which will bring it in line with uh, Victoria and Queensland, which already allow killing babies um, even during um, labour. And so basically what it comes down to is that if a baby is surrounded by a womb, you're allowed to kill it. If it's not surrounded by a womb, if it's surrounded by air, somehow that makes a difference. And somehow you can do a mercy killing, and these are described as mercy killings, and I get that, I understand that. Um, you can do a mercy killing if it's surrounded by a womb, but not if it's surrounded by air. I'm just flabbergasted at any of their arguments that this is okay to do. You know, it... <laughs> It's it's okay and and anyway I'm 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 lost for words. Barnaby Joyce in the federal parliament stood up and uh, talked about it because he's just had his second child to uh, Vicky Campion, his new partner. Um, they now have two, two children. He's like, you know what? He says this legislation is describing my uh, my second child as being subhuman. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's exactly what it's doing. It's saying, and of course, really they're now he's copying flack because he said in federal parliament, it's like, no, no, this is New South Wales if you butt out of it. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he did stand up yeah. and say something about it. We need more people standing Good up and, 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 and say something about it. And I also want to um, highlight that the Roman Catholic Church um, is the only religious organization in New South Wales that is actually doing something uh, practical about it and raising petitions against it. Um, something that I wish that my church and so many other churches would stand up and do. But uh, all credit to the Roman Catholic Church for standing up on this issue. Yeah, good on them. Good on them. In contrast, uh, Reverend Simon Hansford, name and shame, from the Uniting Church has backed this based on, amongst other things, financial reasons. What? You can kill babies if you can't afford to raise them. So... Yeah, that it's uh, th that's just you know that is really really beyond imagination. I grew up way below the poverty line. Yeah, and what you're I saying is that my did. what my life is not worth living. Yeah, uh, our friend here who works in the same office, Matt Parra, he grew up way below the poverty line in an absolute slum, mm -hmm. and you know his mother was sitting in the abortion clinic ready to go ahead with it when she changed her mind. And you're telling him his life is not worth living. You're making decisions for people, uh, for kids about their future. You're telling you, telling children your life is not worth living because you're going to have hardship. You know what? Hardship can be a good thing. Oh, yeah. And you can grow from hardship. You can develop from hardship. Hardship never hurt anyone. Yeah, that's right.
You know, hardship. Well, I shouldn't character. say. No, no, I said that too strongly. Hardship can, you know, obviously hurt a lot of people, yeah. but it certainly never hurt hurt me in any way, shape, or form. It helped to develop my character and to develop the kind of person that I am today. And to say that uh, just because a child is going to face financial hardship, then you have the right to kill that child. Well, I mean, really- seriously. And this is a church saying this? The reality is most people who have like done it hard when they were younger, they're going to say the same thing as you. They're going to say, do you know what? It made me who I am today. You're not going to find many people who are like, do you know what? It was, it was really sucky being born below the poverty line. I wish I'd been aborted. You'd yeah. never hear that. From anyone. Well, very, very rarely, um, you know, you do have people who suffer from mental illness and so forth that um, that do go down that path, but they are in the vast minority. And the other dangerous thing about this legislation is it forces doctors to make a referral. They do not any longer have a choice to say, look, we would rather you go and see another doctor if this is what you're considering. Anyway, this is the Lesser Light Collective with the Lamb Winds. And that's good news when you've got bad news like that going around. Children do not fear all the kings and beasts of history. Pride for strong and cruel, climbing toward the great I am. Ultimately fail, and the power of love, the mystery, wins the war at last through the weakness of the Rainfall. 
Welcome back, everybody. That was the Lesser Light Collective with The Lamb Wins. Good news that we need to be hearing on this Monday morning as the week begins. What have you got for us for the next clue there, Mon? Peter caught a fish in order to pay the taxes in this city. How do you catch a fish in a city? <laughs> the taxes I, I in tend the city. To, I tend to think that he didn't catch the fish in the city. This is a what city am I? Yeah. If Peter not caught, a what body of water listen, am I? Listen carefully. Peter caught a fish... In order to pay the taxes in this city, the taxes in this city, like like if you went out and bought a, and caught a fish and it had money in it, so you pay your taxes, you'd be paying taxes to the city of Newcastle. If you catch a, if you catch a fish in a river, do you can't, that's in a city. Like if you catch a fish in uh, um, uh, a river that's flowing through a city, um, yeah. does that mean you caught the fish in the city? It's not about that, Lyle. Or did you catch the fish in the river? I don't know where he caught the fish, but. The taxes they had to pay were for this city. Anyway, joining us in the studio this morning is Calvin Langman, the expert of all things obscure. Weird and wonderful. Good obscure, morning, Obscure, weird and wonderful. Yes, good morning, Kelvin. I'm wondering what you have for us this morning. All odd. things weird, wonderful, odd and obscure in the Bible. I've got a few crazy little things, so we'll see. We'll all see. right, all right. Hit us with your first one. What have you got? Okay, look up Luke. Chapter 9 Ooh. and verse 60. Oh, he's got a scrambling for our Bibles this morning. Yeah, Luke yeah, yeah. chapter 9 and verse 60. 9 and verse 60. Let me read it from the KJV. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury the dead, but go and preach the kingdom of God. So here we okay. have that a very interesting passage. Some people think that this is a good argument for phantoms, for ghosts, people you know that aren't quite... Ascended. Okay. Um, There's another account of this. Or maybe in, zombies. Maybe zombies as well. Yeah. Could be zombies. There's another account of this in Matthew chapter eight, verse twenty-two. All right. Flicking over there very quickly, Matthew. I always eight. thought these were the same two accounts, but when you read the scenario, what's leading up to and after these, they're actually different. In Matthew, it's straight after the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. So that's Jesus at the beginning of his ministry. Okay. In Luke here. It's actually just before he sends out the 70. So that would be so quite this a long is time. Why that Jesus has made this statement about yes. t- telling the dead telling dead people to bury the dead. Dead people. That is so weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's what they're supposed to do, they're seriously being disobedient because I distinctly remember that all the humans are burying the dead right now. All the, I don't all see the no living dead out the there living doing it. Yeah, humans. the living. Yes. The living we don't humans. Have ghosts or zombies right. doing it. <laughs> yeah, the living no, the no. living humans are doing it. All right, so enlighten us, Kelvin, what is this all about? Well, we need to do a, dig a little bit deeper. If we look at Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 2. Oh, my goodness. We're really going on a Bible study this morning. Ecclesiastes. You know, I, the, the shortest way between two points is, is the longest distance, isn't it? Like We, we need to meander between <laughs> point to point and then come back to the original point. Okay, where are we? Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse... Chapter 4 and verse 2. Chapter 4 and verse 2, the Bible says... Wherefore I praised the dead, which are already dead, more than the living, which are yet alive. So can you be more alive than live? And can you be more dead than dead? Like what is Ecclesiastes saying here? Okay, so let me just, let me just read this one. Yeah, read again. The dead, which are already dead. Oh, oh, more I think than I've the got living, them confounded. Which are yet a living. Yeah, you know, I, I've often referred to myself, um, you know, when I get the man flu as being half dead. Yep. yep. <laughs> like, oh, I'm half dead. Actually, I wasn't half dead. I was 100% alive. Wait, wait, wait. Which Ecclesiastes, what was four that? Four verse Chapter two. Four, four and verse two. two. Look at mine. 
What is your translation? So say? I concluded that the dead are better off than the living. Who? But most fortunate of all are those who are not yet born. <laughs> so this is, if you remember Job, like Job denounced the day that he was born. Like it's, it's actually, when you look into it, it's a common Jewish expression, you know, I'm better off not being alive, I'm better off dead, um, which clearly you're not. But at the time, your frame of thought is You're depressed. Is that way. You're, you're depressed. depressed. Yep, so here... I think that sheds a bit of light on what we're talking about. Let the dead bury the dead. Like it's he's using this expression that those that are alive are not worth li- not, not not that they're not worth living, but they've they've there's no meaning, no purpose to their life. Mm-hmm. So here, when he's talking about the, the let the dead bury the dead, he's talking about the physical and the spiritual as well. Like there's Ooh, an extra layer. Okay. All right, all right. So spiritually dead. Yes, even though they're up and walking around physically. Spiritually inside, they're dead. Okay. Yep. All right. So that in- is interesting. That is a way to be both alive and dead at the same time. Ah, mm-hmm. so you're a zombie if you're spiritually dead. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So when you greet someone so next time, yeah, are you a zombie or a? You should zombie? ask them. Are you dead or alive? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. All right. All right. Let me throw a curveball into this one for you, Kelvin. Yep. The Bible says that we are to be dead. Mm. Don't bring this up. To self. Dead to the ouch, old man. Ouch. So yeah, when you yeah, ask yeah. somebody, are you dead or are you alive? They might say, I am dead and rejoicing in the Lord. Yay. <laughs> I am dead so that Christ is living in me. You've got meaning. You've dead got to purpose. self and spiritually alive. Mm. <laughs> and then physically alive as well. All kinds of interesting concepts we have. Okay, but coming back to the actual verse that we're talking about, it's talking yep. about, uh, um, you know, spiritually dead, literally dead. What's our what's what's our takeaway well, message from this? He was saying it was more important to come follow me than to go take care of um, domestic duties, which would be done by other people anyway. Sure. Mm. And, and the reality so, is that once once a person is dead, as in physically, physically dead, there's nothing more you can actually do for that person. No, um, it's over. So go follow mm. Jesus. Yep. Mm. So the only thing you would do by t- attending their funeral would be to comfort other people you can't do anything physically for them because they're long gone yep. yeah funeral is more about yourself and others you get closure yes you move on you yep. come for other people yeah saying goodbye mm-hmm. all right so let's have a look at psalm 139 psalms 139 and verse 15 16 and 17 is what i want to focus on but all right where are we first 15 i am there My substance was not hid from you when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in your book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned. Then as yet there was none of the That's KJV. That would... Um, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. So hang on, you were being fashioned in the depths of the earth? What was, what was that? Yeah, but I, uh-huh. I thought you were born in your mother's womb. Like, how can you be in the depth of the earth? That's a good question. Well, what I find interesting is, is, is uh, here where it says, uh, when I was in the secret, I was right in the last part of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance. Oh, and in your book all my members were written. What's that all about? That's interesting. Is there a is there a handbook 
written for every human being on the planet that actually gives that God has actually written it out. You know, what is it? A a a a d c a b c d e or something rather. I can't remember um, how it goes now. Um, is, is there actually a manual that gives every detail of you as a physical human being? There has to be a record somewhere. Uh huh. Yeah, because I mean, doesn't 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 God say He numbers the hairs on your head? I wonder if that, maybe I wonder if that number is in that book. Okay. Mm-hmm. So well, what about then, what about when yeah. you go to Psalm chapter fifty six verse eight? It says God collects all our tears in a bottle, and all of our wanderings are written in the book. Whoa. Everywhere okay. we go, okay. Okay. everything okay. we do is written in the book. So we've so got a GPS book? tracker. Yeah, keeping a permanent log of what you do. See, I've got go. one of these in my car, right? Mm-hmm. And it keeps a permanent log of everywhere I go. It was fascinating to to actually look at the map that it created as we were wandering around in the Simpson Desert and places like that mm-hmm. in the outback. Um, I think it's the only time I've ever looked at the map because usually it's just, you know, it uh, it records it either as a work trip or a personal trip. And I print it out once a year at the end of the year and take it into the tax man and he does my taxes based on it. But what you're saying is that we have a GPS tracker. Man, imagine if we could Built in. download that yeah. and see all the yeah. places we have yeah. been. Yeah. Mons would be interesting. 37 <laughs> countries, I think. Yeah. 43, 43 countries. Wow, you keep track? Yeah. <laughs> Mon, Mon, Mon has a list. Mon wow. has a list. 43 li- countries and 35 addresses lived. Yeah. Do yeah. you know what? I actually had the same idea when I was about like 15, 16. I, was, I realized I was absolutely kicking myself for not having kept a record of every street that I'd been on. There you go. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's like uh, Google Maps will sometimes... My Google Maps gives me a monthly report. All of your places where you have been. That's cool. Yeah. It just sort of jumps up on my email. I don't know. Well, I've, I forget heaps, but I'm glad God's keeping a record because in Malachi chapter 3, verse 16, it says, And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord. Now, the Bible speaks about the resurrection, right? Yes, it does. And we find that when people die, they turn to dirt. Ashes to ashes, yep. Dust. And get sometimes spread all over the place. Think, for instance, of somebody who dies and is buried at sea. Mm-hmm. How do you have a resurrection when somebody's buried at sea? There's no body to resurrect. You can't resurrect a body, can you? So maybe what God has done has just kept the DNA record of every single person. He's got it all written down in a book somewhere. A blueprint book. And so he can recreate you from the blueprint. Okay, that's cool. But why is he collecting our tears? Because I've got to tell you, boys, that sounds a bit creepy. Ooh, okay. All right. What's your thoughts on that one, Kelvin? Well, I think God is fair. I think he's going to wipe away every tear. So he has to remember the tears to wipe them away, doesn't he? I think he'll go back over... Every single tear and show or rectify, justify, and prove that he is a God of love. On every single circumstance that we've ever struggled with. Otherwise, why would you keep a record? What's the point of keeping all the tears? It's for closure. It's for finishing it all off. It's for bringing healing. Hmm. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so that's another Okay, so so, so the Bible says that God has a bottle full of our tears and a, a record of our substance. Yes, and also a, a book of remembrance. So it's not talking about the book of life. How many, no, how no. many books are there? We have book of life, book of death, book of remembrance. Yes. And then and, it says... And, well, you've got this, is the book of remembrance the same as the, as the book of our substance? 
I'm intrigued. I'd like to know I, if I could put my spiritual goggles on and have a deeper look into this. I'd I'd like to know a little bit more. Uh, but here we have um, in Psalm chapter 139 talks about the book, which there's only one book, which is the Bible, Biblios. Mm. Mm. So all my yeah. days were written in your book. So where do you go to the Bible to see your name and to see all of your your days in the Bible? Mm. My name is not in the Bible. Monica, is sure? I don't think your name is in the Are Bible. You sure? I don't think Kelvin's name is in there or Shell's. If you have a look at the Jewish Bible, there is all sorts of names and dates and times and places written like acrostics. And it's called the Bible Code. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. There's a book written by Michael Drosnan, for those that are interested. Um, and he talks about how everyone that has ever lived is all encoded in the Bible. Oh, that's a cool so thought. this could be a reference to that. I'm not sure. Hmm. I don't know if any of your listeners have come across this before. Oh, it's yeah. an interesting concept. Well, if you know, if you if you want to make a comment on it, one eight hundred three two four eight four three is our number. Anyway, we've got uh, two minutes left. Hit us with uh, one last one there, Kelvin. Does the Bible talk about the hydrogen bomb? Ooh, <laughs> we we are really getting into the obscure this morning. We are, aren't we? Uh-huh. I'm I'm so interested to see where this is going. Isaiah I cha- hope so. Isaiah chapter forty verse cool. twenty one. Have ye not known? Have ye not heard? Hath it not been told to you from the beginning? Have ye not understood it from the foundations of the earth? And verse forty two verse nine says, "Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare before they spring forth. I tell you of them." So God warns us what's going to yeah, happen yeah, before it right. happens. He writes it down before it happens. Yep. And in Joel chapter two verse thirty, this is the the um, verse that I'm referring to about the hydrogen bomb. It talks about, "I will show wonders in the heavens and the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke." Now the word pillars, we translate that that as columns. But mm-hmm. the word is more correctly used as tree trunks. But when you go back to the, the original word, it's translated from the Hebrew, Timroth, right. which literally means palm trees of smoke. Now, how do you describe a palm tree? It's a long, slender trunk with a big mushroom on the top. Oh, wow. Blood and fire and pillars of smoke that are shaped like mushroom clouds. Yep. There you go. And when you read Isaiah... <laughs> He's found atomic bombs in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> when you read Isaiah 25, verse 2 through to 5, it talks about how we will be um, in the shadow... God will protect us in the shadow of the heat when the blast of the terrible ones is this a storm. Is it a storm against the wall? Like when a, when a nuclear blast happens, there is radiant heat that destroys all carbon-based life forms but leaves structures behind. There you go. Wow. Kelvin, it's always interesting to have you come on the show. You have uh, you always dig out the, uh, the the obscure, and that's what makes the Bible so interesting. We've always got new things to learn. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. You're welcome. This is Anna Laura with If You Ever Fall. You've had enough You've given up on love You think that you'll never trust Well, I can see That your heart's been broken Too many times It wasn't wrong Now it's locked up so tight And you're standing strong But if you ever 
To Faith FM, positively different radio. Happy Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged one to five, designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9:30 till 11 a.m. at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. childhood playing in the deep woods stomping through the creek and feeling oh so much alive camping in the forest we join the cricket chorus and hum our songs of gratitude around a crackling fire and out here in the stillness I found my house of worship With column trees and canopy of stars Here in my 
Cathedral 